It's McClure, deep right corner. Yeah, he's hit another one. Same spot, King McClure has hit two threes from deep in the right-hand corner. Get off on the baseline, gives it away to Butler. Butler back outside. Here's a three, right side by McClure. It's another three. Mason up the left side of the floor. McClure, a three. Yes! King McClure nails another three. And now it's time for a King's Court Podcast. And here's your host, King McClure. Welcome back to another episode of King's Court Podcast. Now today on the podcast is a little different. I feel like the past past few episodes, past nine episodes, um, we really talked about more motivating and more trying to help people out. But today is going to be more of informing because I feel like the subject we're talking about, a lot of people are ignorant towards the subject and not ignorant as a bad thing, but ignorant just because they, they just simply don't know because they've never been in the shoes of you know the people we're talking about today and that's college athletes and the two people who came to my mind when I talked about when we talk about how hard it's to be a college athlete were Freddie Gillespie and Jared Butler and the reason why they came to my mind is because you know not only are they very two intelligent people but they're very good athletes they're very good in the classroom but also um, they, they're, they're good men And that's what we want on this show So without further ado Here's Jared Butler and Freddie Gillespie How y'all doing today? What's good, what's good Hey, Glad it's me, Freddie Gillespie <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> what's y'all, just, y'all just got back from media day, huh? We did, yeah, yeah. How was that? Uh, it was fun, actually, I had a lot of fun I mean, seeing all like, the other Big 12 athletes uh, like, The Big 12 basketball players And the coaches And being with seeing like Joe Lenardi and Holly Rowe Was cool Yeah, uh you know, I think it was a great experience. I think it's uh just shows how big time Big Twelve basketball is, and mm-hmm. you know what people do to you know cover it. So I enjoyed it. Who ended up winning the best dress poll? Um, Not me. No, I, I got <laughs> so, second. Uh, <laughs> Devonte won. Devonte got thirty percent of the votes. I got twenty nine. So I was close. It's only, be, it's only because of the tie. He he won. Yeah, so. yeah. Devonte's tie was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So. Like I talked, like I said earlier, we're talking about how hard it is to be a college athlete because a lot of people don't know because they've never been in the shoes I was in and the shoes that you're currently yeah. in. So first question is, what made you choose Baylor? Uh, we can start with JB first. Uh, this is a uh, tough one because uh, I think my my road to decision making and uh, where I finally ended up in college was uh, a, a curvy and bumpy road. But uh, as far as Baylor, they're they're a place where uh, if you're su- if you're there, you're supposed to be there, and uh, I truly believe that. And I think uh, God led me into the direction of uh, Baylor, and He made all the steps and and turned me away from uh, other <laughs> other places to make sure I went to Baylor University. Alabama life, and uh, just uh, it's just a great place, man. The people there are so unique, and uh, Baylor's just a great place. I'm I'm glad I'm there. So. Freddie G. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, you know, it was different. I mean, there's just not many places that <laughs> wanted to give a D3 guy a chance. Um, so I went to Baylor because, you know, Coach you said will give you the resources you need to develop and improve your game. And um, they were the, and they were the only Power 5 team that was willing to give me that opportunity. Uh, so I took it. And did he give you the resources? He didn't give me the resources. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was a lot better than what I had at Division 3. 
<laughs> nah, that's crazy how you came from Division Three yeah. to, to starting <laughs> last year. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that, Freddie. Well, no, no, we're here talking about how hard it is to be at Division okay. One. That's the conversation. That's what we, we said for the day. <laughs> so, you know, both of y'all, what, what do your schedules look like on a day-by-day basis? Man, this is so tough. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I mean, there's like in the off-season or in the, during the season. I feel like we got to... You know, let's go, let's go during the season. Yeah, I feel like that's the... I don't know. I mean, right now we're in season mode, yeah. so, so let's go during the season. Uh, you got, oh, I'll go first. Uh, okay, let's think about it. I have three classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, wake up at the first class is at 8 a.m. Next class is at uh, 9.05. Next class is at 10.10. Uh, so, uh, so three classes from the jump, something you go. And then after my last class at 10 o'clock, uh, we have practice at 2. So, in between the ten o'clock class and practice, uh, you, you want to get up shots. You want to, yeah. you know, do something extra, get treatment. Uh, you know, anything you do, try to better yourself. And then you also got to get food too. So you got to yeah. eat and make sure you can't eat too late, right before <laughs> practice. So you got to eat kind of like two hours, maybe an hour before. Uh, and then practice starts at two thirty. And then practice during the season might be from like two thirty to five thirty, but like. We watch film, we do weights, uh, go over mm-hmm. scout, everything like that. Uh, so after 5.30, and then you're in treatment for like an hour. So you get home at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, and then you might have a test on Wednesday, and it's Monday, and it's Monday so you're yeah. you're kind of debating on, should I study today yeah. or <laughs> should I study tomorrow? Uh, and then uh, you try to get to sleep. You got to make sure you get nine hours, ten hours of sleep. Uh, and then I go to bed at like ten thirty, uh, and then wake up and do it all over again. Freddie, let's see for you. I don't know. For me, um, let's see. So uh, I got my first class is on every Monday, no matter what day it is, starts at nine. Um, so usually I get up at like I get up at like seven thirty, and then uh, I have to go to the gym and get treatment for because you know I had a shoulder surgery, so and stuff like that. So I got to go get to rehab stuff like that. Um, then I get to class at nine oh five. Um, and then we have usually like back to back classes, so it's like nine oh five, and the next one's at ten, and the next one's at eleven, and the next one's at twelve. Or that next one, last one ends at twelve. At twelve, then usually I'm gonna go race, try and go get some food. <laughs> and then usually for some reason traffic is terrible in Waco now, so it takes yeah. it takes longer than construction because of construction yeah. rebuilding. So it takes like, and then also it's lunch hour, so it's always long. So then. Yeah. 12, so it seems like 30 minutes. Then at 12.45, I get to the gym to do, you know, more treatment and rehab and stuff like that just because I'm just, I'm getting old now. So I was just like, I got somewhere in tear in my body. Um, not like springy like Jared is still. But uh, yeah, so then oh, I do that. I, so I do that. And then usually, you know, I'll try and get some shots up, try and get a little light little workout in. Um, just something just to, or do a little light lift with, uh, with our strength coach, Coach Charlie. That, uh, then usually I film, and then Coach Drew will break down film. That took like an hour, and then we might have a, another little lift. That might take like 30 minutes, nothing aggressive. Then we just go and practice. Then, I don't know, sometimes we'll get out now since it's before the season. It's not we haven't played our first game yet. We can get out at 6 o'clock, 6.30. Yeah. And then we go eat, and then we go. I think for a lot of time we just like kind of sit in the locker room. We just kind of just like <laughs> talk to each other because yeah. that's, that's an important part of team bonding. Which is a, just to, after practices, we just laugh at the, whatever the coaches did that day, and that can take like thirty minutes. Or we argue about yeah. uh, anything that's going on in the world, anything. Yeah. And then um, and then you get out, and a lot of guys will go have tutoring. And then oh, after man. that, usually you get home, and then 
I mean, when you get home, like you only have you don't have no free like there's no other free time out the day. So you get home at like eight thirty or eight o'clock, and then you just have you you're probably gonna go to bed by eleven. So you have three hours to at your only free time, and then you know usually mom might call you, got to talk to, or you know your family <laughs> might call you, got to talk to them for thirty minutes, so you still love them, or yeah. like you know, or um. Yeah, you know, then you got to do your homework, have a paper or a test to study for. I mean, we have that three hours to basically just do like, your life. Your yeah. life, yeah. <laughs> your, life. Right. your life is, you know, if you want to watch Netflix, we got to do that three <laughs> yeah. hours. Facts. So, <laughs> like, so facts. Yeah. So, and then it ends so quick. And then you, then it comes around, you got to go to bed and wake up and do it again. So, with your hectic schedules, do you agree with the term student athlete? I mean, Politically, I have to. <laughs> I mean, because the NCAA is always watching. But if you ask me, if, if but no, no, it's it's. it's I mean, I, it is. It depends on what you make of it. I think. Yeah. I think you know if you really want to be locked in and try, then you can really use the term student athlete. But I think you know when you start to get to a certain level, it becomes athlete That's student. No, it's really crazy how uh, like there's some days if I don't have class. It's like ten o'clock in the morning, and people are already getting dressed to like go practice, like for other sports, and like, yeah. and it's like, dang, like it's ten o'clock in the morning, people are playing sports, playing practice, and like, yeah. you know, uh, it's just crazy how it's just how much time in the day and how much time we spend on basketball, how much time we spend in, in school. So, yeah. But even during practice, I'm thinking like, like there will be times where I just sit down, I'm like, dang, I'm ma- I'm, I'm majoring in, uh, you know, I'm taking an accounting class or something like that. I got yeah. stuff for that, and I'm just like. Ugh. It's stressful. It is stressful. I forgot. Also, like now, like usually after practice, like we'll go. If you like, you want to watch the film of that practice. I usually do that too. And I forgot. That. Yeah, we'll sit down and watch the film of that practice <laughs> that we just had. Yeah, that must be something new. Yeah, that, that was yeah, around. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what we do now. So, <laughs> okay. so with you know also the hectic schedules. Do you think the lack of time is the hardest thing about being a student athlete or an athlete student? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. I mean, it's just cause, because, like, it's just, there's only 24 hours in a day. I mean, <laughs> like, so, I mean, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But, um, I mean, it is tough. I think stuff for me, that's the, when I first got here, that was the toughest thing for me is that, you know, that you that you have, like, the four hours that you're allotted by the NCAA each day. But, I mean, if you want to be a winning team, then you just have, you have to put in, like, you know, closer to, you know, seven to, six to, like, eight total, you know, a day. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think the hardest is the mental aspect and how much overload like your brain has to think about. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the best thing you do is try to like categorize categorize it in your brain. But at at some point, like all those things get jumbled together, and like mm-hmm. you're just feeling the pressure of okay, like you know, everybody wants to be you know a 4.0 student and wants to be great at basketball. So how do you how do you maximize your time in each thing without like you know giving up a little? Like I feel like. Yeah, you always gonna you know give up something for what you really want, and it's just so hard to juggle it all. Like in the yeah. and all the things you go through during basketball practice that just you know you yeah. know take away your mental health and just uh, <laughs> yeah. And then school is stressful for people who don't play sports. So yeah. like you know, especially at school, it's something like that's tough as Baylor. Like yeah. So, so like you know, there's people crying in the you know PSB. science building. Yeah, right. <laughs> during finals week, and they don't even they don't even, they have you know eight hours the rest of the yeah, day to I do whatever they want. That. And it's like <laughs> you know, just imagine me who's you know I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about you know gotta, Texas the yeah. next day. I gotta go play a 
lottery pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and and they take this test. So imagine yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do you have to compete on the court, you got to compete in the classroom oh. because. I feel like both of your majors are very competitive. You know, yeah. Jerry, you're a business major, and Freddie, you're a political science major. Yeah. So how does the competition look outside of the court knowing that you really get the shorter end of the stick because you don't have the same amount of time as everybody else? Yeah. Uh, I try. I just try to be competitive in everything I do. So, like, you know, if I'm tired at home and, I'm, and I got to study, I'm like, all right, this is my, like, extra work. Like, this is my grind time right now yeah. for school. And uh, I don't know. I just try to make the most out of it. Uh, I really want to be like a 4.0 student, yeah. really do. And uh, I just try to strive for that and try to, you know, find my time where I can, instead of, you know, watching Netflix, just studying. So, I mean, yeah, for me, I just kind of just, I kind of, kind of just, for me, I just, t- towards the end, I learned to just kind of pick and choose my losses. <laughs> just know, like, okay, yeah. like, I can if take I, out yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, like, you know, if it's 2 a.m. and I've got a quiz tomorrow and, we just got off the plane from West Virginia, like, you know, that's probably going to be an L. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm like, okay, but the thing is, the semester is four months long, so if you if you, if you you play it right, you can eventually, you can, um, uh, you, you, can, you can come out on top still. So I just, just study smarter, not harder. Oh, and then missing class, too. Uh, I think there's benefits and negatives. Uh, like, I think the benefits is, like, maybe you get to take the test a day later. Yeah. Than uh, other, um, other yeah. people, but it's really not technically later because the day you're off, like you're not thinking about school at yeah. all. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then the negatives, of course, is just missing class and just you know mm-hmm. being so late and being so tired yeah. from uh, traveling. That's mm-hmm. just hard too. So, so this is a random question, but Baylor has an attendance policy. Yeah. If Baylor did not have an attendance policy. How often would you go to class? What? <laughs> what? Freddie's Freddy, naturally smart, so Freddie cannot go to class. <laughs> you would not. I, I can say this now because I because I got my degree. Man, you would you would not see me in class with <laughs> no attendance policy. <laughs> no, nah, I would still go. I think uh, my parents, you know, just instilled in me. I got to go to class. I don't know. Uh, Sorry to sound like a goody two shoes. No, nah, I, I would go too, but um, I mean, I definitely wouldn't feel as much pressure. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, what, basically, what, what everything you said, you kind of make it sound like a job. Uh, like being a college athlete is kind of comparable to working a job. Would yeah. you say that? I mean, I would. I'd say it is. I mean, I think, yeah, I think so. Um, I think when you have what we do is like, you know, I mean, March Madness is one of the, you know, I think it's what a, it's a billion dollar tournament. I think, you know, I mean, ACC has its own network. Big Ten has their own network. I mean, the amount of, like, Longhorns have their own yeah, network. Long, yeah, Longhorns like. <laughs> don't know why is, though. But, <laughs> I don't know why either. That, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> no offense that. to Longhorns. <laughs> comment on Connors order, but still. Okay, shock the smarts listening to this, but I'm comment <laughs> on that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I think it's just when it's just, and like the work. I mean, when that much money is involved, a lot of work is just naturally involved too. So I think it is like a job. So, of course, the question that's about to come up is: if it's a job, should College athletes get paid. What are your thoughts on that? I want to defer this to Jared. Oh man, you have, uh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I think about it differently. I think uh, college basketball is a lot about the experience. Uh, I think college basketball is it's about you not getting paid. It's about you playing for your school. I think it's about you, you know, finding friends and meeting people and and going through life just like in high school, like you you know finding out who you are. And uh, I think paying them as like, you know, 
paying people as if they're, you know, really in the league. I just think it takes away college basketball. I think it just, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody's going to want to go to class. Nobody's going to get their degree. And, like, and, uh, and to be honest, not everybody's like a, you know, NBA basketball player. But also at the same time, there's people in situations where, you know, you know, getting paid is, is they need to get paid as soon as possible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's tough. So you always have people that's on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, I think the solution to that is maybe paying them a little more uh, with the stipend that we already get. So I think yeah. just a little more, uh, I think that would be helpful. And uh, I don't think paying, though, based off your likeness, I don't think that's – that's. Uh, no, you don't like basketball. that. No, I don't think. I don't, you don't like that. <clears throat> no, I don't that's think that's college basketball. Because then, like, you affect, you know, where where people go to school. And, like, only people with the best markets go to those schools. And, yeah. like, you know, it's uh. not really, like, tr- it's not true, like, college basketball. It's not true recruiting. Like, I've never but, thought about it like that. That was actually pretty interesting no, point. Yeah, yeah, so everybody's going like to play that. at U- USC. Everybody's going to play UCLA. Yeah. Like, you know? Whoever has the biggest fan base so you get more money. That actually makes sense. Freddie? I mean, I disagree completely. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think they should absolutely get paid. And because I feel like when you get to this point, when you're, I mean, if, I think what 1% of yeah, high of school athletes go to, or high school basketball players will play Division one basketball at any level. It's even smaller for Power Five. But um, no, I think they should get paid. And I think if you play, like, when you put the work in and you do, and you know, you work as hard as we do, and there's this much like um, financial production. Off what off the product we, that we put up on the floor, like you deserve a cut. Here's how, to, but I, I do understand parody. So <laughs> yeah, here's how you, yeah, I do understand go. why you want parents. So here's so here's my plan. Here's 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 what I would do. So there's like what 350, <laughs> 351 Division One schools or something like that. We'll say 350 for the, for the numbers' sake. So you do 350, and then you just take five percent, whatever each coach's salary is, and put it into a pot, and then divide that. By the number of college, the number of college basketball players on scholarship at each school, and then pay them that and pay the, each one that, like that, that amount. So everyone is getting the same amount, no matter where you go to school. Everyone, so like Coach K, of course, five percent for his salary would be more than <laughs> the guy at you know Presbyterian or whatever. So, wow, Adam Flag. Yeah, I'm just saying, but like, like, but no matter where you go, so you know, you still get the same amount. You still have parity because whether you're Zion Williamson last year or you know. Out of someone at Presbyterian, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then no matter who you think, you still shout out Adam Flagler. He's, he's he's our transfer this year, but from Presbyterian, uh, from Presbyterian. <laughs> but um, no, then you still get the same amount, and then I feel like I just have enough so that and I, even if it's just like I don't know, like even if it's just everyone gets two thousand five hundred dollars a year, like that's still a that's still I mean I mean two thousand five hundred a month. That's still solid. So, so one, you probably put a lot of time. In thinking about this, I based told on you, your answer, Freddie is naturally smart. And, <laughs> and secondly, a lot of college coaches will probably get mad at you if your if, facts, you're, if your plan was to go into right. into act because you're taking money out their pocket. But I'm saying it's a five. I mean, no, like the school would pay the five. I mean, it's just whenever you pay your coach, okay. And it's just, oh, so the school pays the five percent. It doesn't actually come out the coach's side. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So let's get away from academics for a second. Let's talk about social life. Yeah. So do you ever, <clears throat> let's say you play Texas. Yeah. Let's say you have two points, Jared. You have eight turnovers. <laughs> you lost the game because of your performance, Freddie. You had zero points and got thirty put on your head by yeah. by the starting five. Yeah. How hard is it to go to class the next day knowing that you let your school down? 
Man, I never thought about that before. So you just, so you just <laughs> I never really thought of it. Like I didn't know I let them down. <laughs> or do you feel? Or do you feel that way? Do you feel like you let them down when you have a bad performance? I mean, I feel like I'm more thinking about letting like my teammates down. Well, like, yeah, teammates. Yeah. But yeah. do you just feel school, like dang, I think everybody just saw yeah, me I think play terrible? Yeah, I think it's different for each school. So like Zion Williamson and them losing in the Elite Eight or whatever. I yeah. think. Him going to class is way worse than us going to class yeah, at yeah. at Baylor, just because we're a football school and all that. But uh, yeah, Thanks no, I know. definitely, I definitely, uh, when I walk around campus, I do think about the performance I had the, the last night. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I just try not to think about that because if you think about that, then you're you're screwed because you're never gonna. Yeah, no, the the, the comments <laughs> that I get after, especially when we play Kansas or like Kansas State, the comments <laughs> they get on my my Instagram <laughs> photos are. Are vicious from Ooh. vicious. Yeah, that, that's know. interesting. You said that. What's the worst comment you've ever gotten? Oh, uh, the worst comment. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I think someone was just straight up just like you're a p word. Just <laughs> you're a p word. <laughs> like just straight up. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was after we played Kansas at Kansas. Wow. Well, look, did you, well, you Jared? No, I are you, no. Are, are I, you don't look at it. No, uh, I mean I look at it, but like if you, I don't, I haven't seen anything bad. Thank God. But uh, nah. No. No, the other day, someone yeah, was like, King, "Brandon Clark is your father" on the oh, Big Twelve yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like, that was five months ago. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even. Oh. A, that, that was a second round game too. Like it wasn't even one of the big ones. <laughs> Man, I didn't see it at all because I'm in one game. Somebody tagged me in it. They had the audacity to tag me in this, add me on Twitter, and it was like, King yeah. McClure is the worst basketball player ever. Why did you, why did Baylor give you a scholarship? Oh, oh. man. That's so and I, all I could do was like the tweet. You know, a lot of That's people, yeah. a lot of people go back at it. I, I could only, yeah. I could only like it because I, I did play bad. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't think I played that bad. Yeah, the worst funny. basketball player. <laughs> and I remember one time we got done playing Ole Miss and Jake, Jake actually, after the Ole Miss game, yeah. he I guess he messed up the point spread yeah. in, in Vegas. Yeah. He got a, a hundred FUs from this really? one fan. Like this FU, 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 FU. And he showed me, I was like, bro, there's no uh, way. That's, that's too wild. Like, like people take this serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, so do you ever think about that when you're when you when you're playing, how like the social media pressures or how hard it is, not just academically, but you know, you're Jerry, you're 19 years old, and yeah. after every game, yeah. first off, you got a million people watching you. Then yeah. people talking about you on social media. Yeah. yeah, do y'all ever think about that when you're playing? Yeah, my, uh, I don't think it in the way of like, oh, they're gonna say bad stuff about me. I I think sometimes where I get messed up at and uh, focus on the wrong thing is when I try to play for social media. So right. like, if I'm trying to put up so many points or you know make a certain pass for. So I can get back to my phone and be like, oh, and you yeah, know, I get more followers and yeah. all that's like, <laughs> and uh, I think that's just the one wrong way to do it. And yeah. uh, I think that's where I get messed up at. And I think for me, it's like I don't think it's the bad stuff. The people like like saying you suck, you're this on social media. I think for me, it's when like people start commenting like good stuff because then you're like, because then they're like, oh, like oh, this guy's good. This dude's he's like legit. This guy can yeah. play. And then you're yeah. like, oh man, like nah. I gotta live up. To yeah, this. Nah, I gotta I live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you deal with that when people say good stuff and they yeah. they, they fill up your head? Yeah. How do, how do you deal with that? Uh, I delete social media as much as I can. Like, uh, there's sometimes where I, I I give in and if I know I had a good game, like I might be like, oh, let me go check Twitter, see what they say about me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, I try to like, especially during the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I try to like just delete Twitter, delete you know Instagram and things like that, just to you know make sure I'm focusing on the right thing. Yeah, I just look at the. I just try and like I want to check, but I just like look at like 
I don't look at my own stuff. I just look at what they're saying about like you know like mm-hmm. Jared and and well, I guess Makai like you last year. Um, look at other people. So then I can yeah. like because I'm curious. I want to see, but then I don't have to. I don't look at myself. I just because yeah. I like seeing when you guys, one of my teammates do well. So mentally, not on the social media side, but just mentally with your own self. Y'all both had big seasons last year. JB, yeah. nobody really predicted that you were going to do what you did. And Freddie, nobody predicted that you'd be able to step in for Tristan and yeah. do what you did. So mentally, do you feel like you have to live up to the expectations? Because you set a standard for yourself yeah. now. So do you feel like you have to live up to the standard and, and exceed that? Or how do you feel when it when it comes to that? Uh, no, 100%. I do. We do think about it uh, for sure. Yeah. And that's just another thing that just puts us on our on our mind of the other 80 things that we're <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah. about throughout the day. And uh, I just think that comes with it, man. It's it's a tough life out there. I think only the strong survive. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you see all these people transferring yeah. and you see all these people, you know, leaving major division one schools. And I think it's because they just the mental part is just so hard. It like, is. it's really hard if you come in here a week. And you can't take a little bit of coaching. You can't take, you know, not making uh, good grades and Stress, all that. You just, you just going, you going to fail. Yeah, yeah. you going, you going to struggle. And I mean, as I said, it's like it's not like it's not for everybody. I didn't know that until like <laughs> well, I've seen. Yeah, it's not for everybody. And yeah. um, there's some people that just says flat out, you know, Division One, not for me. Yeah, right? yeah, those people just say I just, not, <laughs> I just wasn't meant to do it. Like <laughs> that's okay. I mean, yeah. you know, what I mean, but like you have to really want it. But um, I mean, it's. It's, I mean, and, oh, God forbid you have a girlfriend. Oh, uh, I forgot Ooh. about that. If you, yeah, that was the next type of social life. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you like someone, that just that's a whole other dimension. Yeah, and then you're thinking about, oh, is she cheating on me? Yeah. When I'm at Texas. I'm never at school. So you're doing whatever. A lot of times it's, it's almost good to be like vulnerable. I mean, like, like stupid. Like, you know, you just go out, you just go through your day without thinking about anything because yeah. if you let it get to you, then you're just. Yeah. Screwed, so. Yeah, just focus thing by thing. Just <laughs> take it task by task. So, Fred, you kind of touched on it, but let's t- talk about social life. Do you yeah. feel like your social life is impacted because of all the million other things you have to deal with? So do you feel like yeah. you dating or you talking to girls yeah. like, is impacted by that? I mean, for sure. I mean, when something takes up that much of your time for anything, even not just basketball, if you do anything that takes up that much of your time, it's going to impact the other areas of your life. But uh, I mean, I don't know how does it impact dating, Jerry? Like, I mean, I don't know how does uh, uh, I feel like. Well, for me, what's crazy? Uh, I remember after the last game of the season last year, and like after class, like I had nothing to do, and like okay. I literally went to the to like the like the public student cafe where like all the rest of the students eat, and it was just a blast of just you know <laughs> being able to just you know hang out with my friends and not have like in that fight or flight mode all yeah. the time. And just hang out and yeah. meet people that I never thought I would meet, and uh, no, it definitely affects it because you you can't stay up late at night talking on the phone with the girl. You can't, you know, go to the movies every other night. You can't, you know, it's just it's a lot of stress that goes into having a girlfriend and you know talking <laughs> to a lot of girls and you know then yeah. you focusing on girls and not basketball and not school. Yeah. So like, you just got to find a balance. Yeah, man. ready, G. I mean, I agree. I mean, when you're in. Basketball, I mean, it's just, it's tough. I mean, you just don't have the time. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's really, and then, like, also, like, your mind is so preoccupied with other things. I mean, you have a girlfriend, like, when you have a significant, like, they want attention. Like, they want, <laughs> but it's hard to give it, it's hard to give it when you don't have. Like, you need time for yourself, too. So, nice. then you're like, and then you don't really get to see them that much. So, um, in terms of even just, like, friends, I mean, just not even just, like, friends, like, close friends, like, want attention. Like, people feel bad when, uh, 
you always say, "Oh, I can't come hang out," or "No, nah, you blow them, you keep blowing them off, or keep yeah. pushing it back." Like people don't like that, so yeah, I that definitely just, get that a lot. That's it, crazy. Like that just impacts. Just that's just for regular friends, not even a, even a girlfriend. So, so with everything you said today, with all the things that you go through, all the distractions, the school life, what does it mean at the end of the day to wear Baylor <laughs> across your chest? Uh, all right, I go first. Uh, I think man, it means a lot, man. Man, it's it's uh, we do all this stuff and we go through all the mental, you know, uh, mental damage. We go through all the physical damage to do what we love, and that's play basketball and to compete at the end of the day. And then uh, also get a chance to you know make money for a living, and then at the same time have a Baylor degree. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's big time, and our school pay for. And we don't have to worry about student loans and things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, it's it's a lot of upsides, a lot of downside. But at the end of the day, I think uh, I think it, there's more upside than downside. So, mm-hmm. man, I just think I'm I'm able to play and able to go to school. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a privilege. You mean like you look so? I mean, as someone who's I think for me like I've got the I've played at Division three and I've seen other things. So I definitely I've seen the other side. So I mean, I've, now I've been on both sides of it. Like I mean, I wouldn't you know I mean I. I, I, w- I would never give this up for anything to go or to go back. So I mean, I, I love it. I think it's just I think it's just nice because like it's like Jared said. I mean, you get to do what you love at the highest level, and you get to, and there's a lot of opportunities that opens a lot of doors. You get to meet a lot of people. You get to do things that you never really would get to do if you didn't get to play. Like yeah. if you didn't play. So flying on a plane, yeah. you know, every week like you went to private Italy, jet, like yeah, me. Italy, like that's crazy, man. So well. I appreciate y'all being on the show today. Appreciate it, appreciate nice it, appreciate it. I feel like we really were able to inform people who didn't know. Yeah. But now they know what we go through. They do, now you know. <laughs> now write, that down. write that down. Hey, man, write that down, write that down. <laughs> any 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 shout outs or anything you want to say to anybody while you why you, you live? Uh, uh let's see. I don't know. Uh thank Shame. God, man. That's oh yeah, awesome. yeah, thank Jesus. Okay. I'm surprised they shout out your mom. Mama oh yeah, how'd you get shout out Mama Gillespie? Oh yeah, yeah. I did shout out my nephew. I just had a nephew. Papa, hey, Papa Gillespie too. Uh, Sister Gillespie. My nephew Will, man. <laughs> I, he's one month old yesterday, so that's uh-huh. big time, man. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Jared Butler, Freddie Gillespie, King McClure signing out. Peace. Thanks for listening to King's Court Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at king.mcclure. 